it's Marilyn Loria, and welcome to Who Can It Be Now, the podcast. And I am a psychic medium teacher and coach, and I teach people around the world how to communicate with their guides using their gifts and live a life from their heart and soul. So with that said, today we're going to be talking about intuition. What is intuition? How do you use intuition? How do you develop it? And just all sorts of stories around intuition. I'm even going to give you a fun exercise to work with your intuition for the week. But before we dive in, I do want to remind you that I am doing this incredible celebration. And if you go to joinsoul.com, by the time you're listening to this podcast when it comes out live, or you may be listening to it another time, just go to joinsoul.com. And if celebration is happening, come join us. It is going to be action-packed with fun. We're going to, uh, I'm going to introduce you to your higher self. You're going to be guides. You're going to learn about seeing and feeling your guides, the symbolic language of your soul. And also we're going to do tarot stuff and readings and there's guest speakers. It's just going to be an incredible amount of fun. So go to joinsoul.com and check that out and come join us. And if you're thinking about it and you're not sure, just get off the freaking fence and make a decision and do it because you're not going to regret it. All right. So there's going to be a little bit of music and then we're going to jump into today's episode about intuition. It is Marilyn Aloria, and welcome to Who Can It Be Now, the podcast. And we are going to be talking about intuition, intuition. And I have to tell you, it's not a word I use a lot. It's not a skill I teach a lot. And there's a reason for that. And it's been a word that's coming up a lot with people. And I'm finding it really fascinating. And it's something that I thought, let me bring to all of you and do some intuition tools with all of you so you could develop it and hone it and understand it more and also understand the other gifts and how they may play with your intuition or not. What's fascinating to me is it's a word that's so much more acceptable than channeling, clairvoyance, clairaudience, you know, clairvoyant is considered like woo-woo and um, that crazy woman in the corner who's looking into a crystal ball, but intuition business owners can use and mainstream people use and gut reaction. And that's an acceptable word. And I'm not sure why that is. And I'm sure if somebody Googled it, there'd be some information on that. I'm sure there's articles written why intuition is acceptable more so than these other mainstream words, these other uh, words that aren't mainstream. I'm not editing that out. I've already like, this is my third start on this one. So I'm just going to keep going. Um, so I'm sure there's some thing out there that's written about it, but I'm just going to give you my experience of the word my experience of all these words, my experience of being a medium, a practical medium. And um, just we're just going to talk about this and then we're going to do some really fun little tools that I have in my toolkit to help you develop your intuition even more. So the reason why this is coming up for me right now, there's a few reasons. One is I'm a pretty practical medium. I'm not woo-woo. I'm really not woo-woo at all. Um, I like, like people would say to me, I wrote a whole article about why I'm not woo-woo and get you unicorn away from me. I actually love unicorns, but I'm just not a unicorn riding person. That's like, woo-woo, everything's great. It's grand. I'm very practical minded. And I'm not saying that, woo-woo, well, they don't seem very practical minded to me. Maybe if you've met some woo-woo people and they are, um, forgive me, I don't know them all. But for me, I can't stand people that really aren't grounded in reality and aren't bringing the spiritual 
gifts into reality. We are spiritual people having a human experience. And I feel like that I'm really good at teaching a community of people of how to be their spiritual, how to have the spiritual gifts and how to still walk on the earth plane with those gifts. Because as many of you know that are listening to it, it's not easy navigating this human existence, this world, if you're extremely sensitive and empathic and intuitive and can read people really well. It could be a very difficult um, thing to navigate, but we have to, we're here, you know, we have to stop living on the mountaintops or hiding in the closets or um, not putting ourselves out there or hiding a big portion of ourselves because we won't be accepted. Instead, I really want to teach people how to bring all of you, all the parts of yourself into your life, into your living, into your world, and do it in a way that is very respectful for yourself and um, allows you to stand in the power of who you are. And I feel like for the most part, I do it really, really well. And I and I think there's a lot of people that do do it well. I'm not just saying me. And I think that that happened because when my gifts started exploding and opening up, I was still living a pretty mainstream life. You know, I was bookkeeping and I was pursuing acting and acting even be a little woo woo in, of course, right? And um, I just really, and I had a family that some of them accepted it, some of them didn't. And I was had friends that I've had for over 40 years. How do you come out to friends? It's, I was just talking to my one of my closest friends yesterday and today. And I was talking about another friend who just refuses to see this part of me. Like she just does not see this part of me, knows nothing about my podcast. This is somebody I've known for over 40 years and I love her dearly. But anytime I bring it up, it's like I just spoke to a blank slate, like no questions, nothing. And I was talking to my really close friend. I'm going to call her Rachel because I don't have permission yet to use her name, though I don't think she'd care. I wonder, she listens to my podcast. So I wonder if she's picked up yet. That is her. <laughs> and we were talking about it and she was complimenting me in how I came out with it. She said, you know, you never hesitated. You just owned it and accepted it. So everybody around you owned it and accepted it. And I was like, you know what? You're right. Because when I started coming out with my gifts and just, just saying, this is who I am. This is what I do. I was quite surprised at how my community of people from MTV, people have known me from other iterations, accepted me for who I am. And it was quite surprising to me. And I remember pausing and thinking, you know, cause some of them would ask me for readings or they would just, they just accepted it. And I'd be like, that's really interesting. And I remember asking one woman that I know who used to work for me and we're friendly. And she said, well, you're the most honest person I know. I can't imagine you lying about it. And I was like, wow, that's really nice. And that this is not the blow the smoke up Marilyn's butt podcast, trust me. But I do want to share this with you because some of you are struggling with showing yourselves and I'm struggling a bit with it too in some areas of my life. And I'm starting to come out more. And I'm going to, this all has to play into intuition, why that's an acceptable word. So I've been thinking a lot about it. And then when my friend shared that with me, I was like, you know what? You're right. I don't think I ever hesitated. And I didn't hesitate because something bigger than me just took over. And it was like it was something I had to do, but not like forced to it. It was just like, I wanted to, I had to. And it just made sense and it was me. And then I dove into it. And it doesn't mean that I didn't have insecurity or lack confidence in certain areas, 
But the overwhelming sense of who I am and the acceptance of who I am and overrode the fear at times. Like the fear was there, but I still just had to be who I was. And I was talking to a client of mine who I'm coaching and um, I'm reviewing her website right now. And she's so magical and amazing at what she does. And I'm like, you know, I'm not going to say her name either because I don't have her permission. But I was like, you know, people are in your energy. They just want to be folded into your arms. Like you're just so peaceful and beautiful. And I said, you're not writing your website from that place of confidence and you need to do it. And I was like, trust me, you know, I didn't have that confidence in the beginning. I actually had two friends write my website for me. They, they took it upon themselves. They were like, you need a website. We're writing it for you. And I was like, thank you. That's the way things like kind of happened. So this is coming up for me now and this word intuition, because I'm looking at my business and I'm looking at, I've played with the title psychic medium for a while. And I've been wanting to, part of me wants to shift that out of that title. And part of me doesn't because I love it. And I don't, I finally have gotten over the other psychic mediums out there that I don't relate to, and I do not want to be in a box with them. Um, but I do love the fact that I use these gifts to do what I do for a living. And those gifts help me to channel my guides when I'm answering your questions or when I'm teaching a class or when I'm holding a soul session is when I'm teaching other people to channel and I'll have a loose idea of what I want to teach, but then I'll go into a soul session and my guides just kind of take over and I allow that. And that really does describe what I do. And I went over what a difference is between a psychic and a medium and um, in another episode early on. So you can go back and listen to it. I'm not going to review that now. So I've been thinking about how to bring my work out into a more of a mainstream audience because most of my work I asked on my personal Facebook page, like, what does the word soul mean to you? And soul is in all my branding. And I do feel that I am, I have a word that I'm going to brand. So I'm not going to say it yet of the type of person I am with people's souls. So I'm not going to go there just yet. So I've been playing with this and I'm in more mainstream groups. When I started studying sales and marketing and all the things that go with the business, I threw myself into very mainstream um, groups of people. And what I mean by that is business people who don't really teach spirituality. They may have a spiritual uh, tilt to them, but they don't start or lead with that at all. They've actually, a lot of the men I studied with felt to me, they were very, um, very uh, just male driven marketing business men that I actually respected quite a bit and really enjoyed learning from. But I was like the first psychic in the room when they when I got into their programs and I owned it. I didn't hide from it. I didn't hide who I was because I'm a very practically practical minded medium. And it was really good for me to do. And I'm playing with it now because I'm thinking about Soulfinder Academy and the way that I teach is really it, and I say this because I know people have been studying with me for years. It's really good. And it's a way of thinking outside of the box in a way that um, my students, my community really excel at. And the way that I teach is very experiential too, because we all learn differently. We all have our own instruments. You are the medium. You are the channel. You are the instrument. And 
I teach in a way that helps you to know your instrument, which is why we're going to talk about intuition, which I think is such a great topic. So as anything in the universe, because I live in such a synchronistic life, when I started opening up to this more, I'm like, okay, I'm coming out of the closet more um, on my personal Facebook page. You know, I've already been out of the closet on my business page and I'm just not caring as much. And I'm just like, this is who I am. Take me or leave me. And I say that more for um, certain family members that definitely don't accept me for who I am. And I'm getting to a place where it's okay. Don't really need you in my life. I'm moving on. And I'm like playing with, you know, different people in different ways. And they're like, oh, I want to learn about intuition or do you use your intuition? I said it on um, one person's Instagram. And I was like, you know, I teach people around the world how to use their intuition. And she's like, so needed. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't use the word intuition. And I know I'm probably confusing the F out of you right now. But I'm going to, it's all going to summarize in the end and I'm going to explain it all. And I'm also going to give you an exercise to play with. So as I'm delving into these different ways of being and acceptance of myself and being seen in a bigger way and being okay with it, um, I'm also noticing that's when I start getting um, a little attacked by the Bible thumpers. And I have somebody in my family who's a Bible thumper, but he doesn't do that. But my ads get attacked by them. And it's such a challenge for me sometimes because it pisses me off when people say to me, um, you need to turn to God. God doesn't agree with this. I'm like, who do you think created this, all of this, this different way of thinking or the person who created tarot cards? You're going to tell me they didn't come from God and... You know, so much of this is such a good way of operating in our lives because it allows us to operate in an open-minded way. It allows us to have acceptance. It allows us to communicate with the universe and divine and ourselves and our souls in a magical way. How is that not of God? And I don't bring religion into any of my communities. I keep my communities very safe from certain conversations. So if I'm making anybody uncomfortable with this conversation, by all means, please share your opinion with me and you can email me at info at who could it be now podcast.com. I just ask that you be respectful in what you share. So that and just putting myself out there more and teaching people how to be a spiritual person in a practical way so that you're able to experience this, this amazing ex- adventure on earth and not deny who you are from a spiritual place and not hide brings me to what I do for a living and everything. And then brings me to this word that's accepted, which is intuition. And for me, intuition isn't just by itself. Intuition, and I'm going to explain what intuition is in a second, but When I'm using my intuition, I may be also using my empathic ability, or I may be also using my claircognizance or my clairaudience or my clairvoyance. So I feel like I've never like targeted intuition because to me, it's everything. So two questions I've gotten from my community. One was a woman said to me, I really want to develop my mediumship skills. And I said, what do you think you're doing in membership for your soul? If you don't know how to see, hear, feel, sense, and know, you're not going to know how to speak to a spirit on the other side. 
But there's this antiquated thinking out there that mediumship is just speaking to deceased loved ones. And I don't understand how, and because they, they separate psychic readings from mediumship readings, which drives me insane. They say psychic readings are um, readings about the future. Psychic readings for me are when you're going to a psychic who's not a medium, who's not taking information from your guides, who's not taking information from a higher source of energy. They're just reading what you're wearing, basically like a coat. So when you go, and there's nothing wrong with that, but they're the types of people that you go to and they're telling you pretty much everything you know. And that's good because if they're telling you something you don't really like that, you know, you may want to shift it, change it. But also um, some of them are definitely tapping into something they may not know. They may be tapping into a higher source of information and they're bringing that through in the readings. There's nothing wrong with that. But I call myself a psychic medium because when I'm doing a reading, I'm pulling all my information from my guides who are talking to your guides. I am not allowed to be in the reading. I'm not allowed to project. When I do my group readings for my community, I'm always be like, okay, this is me coming through. I'm coaching now. Okay. And then I move myself out of the way. And no matter what, it can sound like my voice, obviously I don't change my voice and I don't speak in tongues and all that kind of stuff, but, um, they come through me and they'll speak and it's their vibration. And I take it completely from them. So people get confused about mediumship. And again, you may be on the fence of no mediumship for me is just speaking to deceased loved ones. That's fine. It doesn't work for me because it puts it in a box and it doesn't allow it to be something so much bigger and greater than it is. That's the way I feel because I've studied with some of those mediums and I found it very um, narrow-minded for the lack of a better word. I found it very um, limiting. And when mediumship, oh, the way I studied mediumship and the way I do mediumship is it's just comes through me. I use my seeing, hearing, sensing, feeling, and knowing to either speak to the deceased loved one or speak to my guides. Now, also my guides are allowing that deceased loved one in. So they're part of the equation. And then I'm taking everything from them. So you need to know these skills and these gifts in order to be a medium, whether you want to talk to deceased loved ones or you want to channel. Because another uh, question I got in my community recently was, you know, I want to get better at channeling. What do I need to do? And studying all these gifts is going to help you to become a better channeler because the thing that's getting in your way from mediumship and channeling is your thoughts. That's what's getting in your way. Your mind chatter. Oh, it can't be. That's not possible. Oh, it's a coincidence. Oh, let's talk about gut instincts. Oh, is that really my gut or am I just being afraid? I don't know. I can't tell. Wow. You're the instrument. Remember, so now you don't even know how to read your instrument because you're in your head and you're just talking yourself out of everything. So that is a long-winded way for me to get to this word intuition and to talk to you about intuition. So first I'm going to read the definition of intuition and clairsentience because for me, my intuition lives in my third chakra. That's the chakra above the navel, lives in my stomach. Your intuition may live in your heart. It may live someplace else. I don't know. Um, but my intuition definitely lives in my stomach where I feel clairsentience lives too. To me, they're the same thing. To other people, they are probably very separate. And I would say both are right. So it's whatever resonates with you. So I'm reading this definition from the book of the Encycle. <laughs> I'm just having one of those days, whatever. The Encyclopedic Psychic Dictionary. Say that five times fast. The Encyclopedic 
Psychic Dictionary by June G. Bletzer, PhD. <laughs> and it is a huge book. Huge book. I actually found that there's a definition in here, cockroach, and I just have to read that to you because I hate cockroaches. They scare the crap out of me. And when I read the definition, I was like, holy mackerel, that's interesting. Okay, intuition. A non-thought which bypasses the process of thinking and brings through a whole body sensation. Okay, before I read this, let me just say something real quick. Hopefully I'm not boring the crap out of you. Second of all, I want you, with anything I ever say, take what you like and leave the rest. So when I read this definition, both of these definitions, I want you to feel in your body, where do you feel these definitions? Where do you feel intuition is living? You have an instrument. It is so powerful. And I want you to get to know that instrument so intimately. I don't want you to know my instrument. I want you to know your intuition, your instrument. And so I'm going to read these two different definitions. And I want you to just like feel if you're walking and listening to this, you could you can bring your inner awareness into your body and still have your eyes open and just kind of feel where these things live. And I also want you to try it on for size and decide, try it on for size and you decide what works for you or not. Okay. Intuition. A non-thought which bypasses the process of thinking and brings through a whole body sensation of this information is important. And that's in quotes. Information that one did not know before through education or past experiences did not logically think out or reason with an inner knowing happens spontaneously, willed or unwilled, comes from the superconscious minds, making it pure information, unclouded by the subconscious belief system, comes with or without the help of the etheric world intelligences, soul-minded guidance, instinct guidance that appears naturally in all human beings. If one could only recognize it, the most common type of mental psychism and the most easily developed maybe that's why it's so um more widely accepted so then it also says cinnamon uh synonym <laughs> oh my god excuse me god synonym clairsentience hunchability that word is in here and uh that's it okay so now we're going to go to Claire. I love, I love that the word hunchability is in here that just cracks me up I'm just, I think I'm cracking myself up more today than ever. Claire Sentient. Okay. One who perceives intentionally or unintentionally information through a feeling in the stomach or throughout the entire body with an urge to obey or interpret its meaning. Information or feeling was not stimulated by outer environment that one was aware of. Information comes out of the blue and proves to be correct. Psychic perceives best in an alpha state unless born with the ability and then he or she perceives even during anxiety. Synonym, impressionable, medium, intuit, clairsentience, superconscious mind, intuition, inspirational thoughts. So she marries them too, which I think is great. Before I read, um, I just have to read you Cockroach because I think that it is so fascinating. I'm going on a segue here. This is the sidebar. Because for some reason, well, because I was looking at claircognizance, and I don't know why she doesn't have a definition for claircognizance. But anyway, we'll talk about that in another podcast. Cockroach, esoteric, an insect having a perfect system for its purpose, has never evolved, but is the same as when created, will never become extinct, as it can change dimensions, thus saving its life from destruction in the third plane dimension. And then I just find that interesting. 
Um, and what I love about like any kind of this work, it allows us to expand our minds, our brains, our thinking, the way that we re- perceive the world and way the way we receive the world. So I just love this kind of work and I love reading definitions like that because it just allows you to open up to it. So did you feel that anywhere? Did, what did you feel? Did you feel like, oh, that's my truth. That's not my truth. I don't agree with this. I do agree with that. So what I want you to do is to think about when you've used your intuition and when you haven't. So the thing about intuition is, I always say this to my students, um, when they say they didn't go with their intuition, I went, oh, you just learned how to use your intuition. Because I feel like a lot of times the way we learn how to use our intuition is by going against it and then thinking, oh, damn, why did I do that? That was my intuition. I don't know about you, but that's how I learned. So there, you know, those moments, like for me, intuition, like I said, it's a lot like clairsentience. It's definitely in my stomach. It's definitely a gut feeling. It's a sinking gut feeling. And here's the interesting part for me. It usually goes against my rationale to a degree. Like I will know, oh, that is so truth. I should definitely not do that. Oh, there's my gut telling me don't do it. Oh, but I'm going to do it anyway. That was that. I've gotten better at it. But for some reason, I'm in the thinking of, no, you have to do this. This is the thing you have to do. Do it. And your gut's like, don't do it. Don't do it. And you're like, no, I got to do it. Like, why? And then you do it and you're like, oh, yeah, don't. You have to listen to that gut. So one of the times that I uh, didn't listen to my intuition, it was quite a few years ago, but I went into a partnership with someone. And I'll never forget, I went to a party and got to meet her partner and other things and And I was at that party going, WTF, what am I doing? I have, this is insane. These people are not what they say they are. And I always remember exactly, because I have such vivid uh, visions, and um, I always remember exactly where I am when I have the moment of clarity. And I was coming off an exit to go to a house in Sherman Oaks, and I was talking to a good friend of mine, and I said, "Mm." I shouldn't do this. My intuition is telling me not to do this. And I can't remember what she said, um, but I chose in that moment to do it anyway. And boy, well, in one way, I'm really glad I did do it because I learned so much about partnerships. I learned so much about not going against my um, intuition. I actually don't partner up with many people at all. I just won't do it. And if I do... I have to have a very solid relationship with that person. Like there's one person I partner up with. Her name's Anna Maria Vasquez. I love Anna Maria. She's one of the authors in um, Common Sentience too. And um, Anna Maria has my back more than I have my back. And that's why I'll partner up and do stuff with her. I haven't done something with her in a while, but she's one of the expert teachers in Membership for Your Soul. And she'll do guest readings sometimes. And she's just a beautiful, beautiful person. You should go check her out. I love Anna Maria. So... That was one of those times that I just didn't trust it. And I, well, I went against it. I did trust it. I knew it was right, but I went against it. So why do we do that? You know, but that was a moment where it was a feeling. It was, I don't know that it was my empathic feelings. It was more my clairsentient sensing. And it was my knowing, which is claircognizance is a knowing, like you just know something so deep. Claircognizance for me is, I'll go a little bit into it, I'm sure I have before, is when I see just a second of something. It could be a millisecond and I have the entire story. So within a millisecond of talking to someone or just entering into that place, I was like, got the whole story. 
Um, it's definitely a sinking gut feeling. Like I said, it's got claircognizance to it. And sometimes it has vision or clairaudience to it as well. And that's why I think I never like hone it in as it's just intuition because I'm using all these other gifts. And that's what will happen with your gifts. You'll layer them and, and that'll happen. Another time I, I had intuition and this time I did act on it was when Emmy, my dachshund that I used to have, she um, bit this guy on the foot and he came back. He seemed okay. She was a little dachshund. Hey, my dog shouldn't bite someone. Got it. And um, when he came back over to me and asked me for my number, I knew in my gut that this was not going to be a good situation. This was going to be someone who was going to try to rake me over the coals. I just knew it. So I gave him my voicemail number. And um, I remember leaving there like I was so upset. And my friends took me to a labyrinth and I walked the labyrinth. And I was so afraid of losing my dog. And the next morning, I knew there was a message on my voicemail. I didn't check it or anything. I just knew it, you know, psychically knew that it was going to be a message. But I went out for a long walk and danced with a butterfly. I shared that story before. And then when I came back, um, there was a message. And I right away got an attorney because I just knew that this person was going to try to do wrong. I mean, I wanted to be responsible, right, and do the right thing. And... All through it, the attorney dealt with the person. They, they kept trying to get my information where I lived and stuff like that, would not give it. Um, they went through the attorney. I paid what I, I, they asked me to pay. And then a day later, they got in touch with the attorney and they said, oh, another bill came in. And my attorney said, fine, fax it. We'll pay it. She's going to pay it. They never faxed it. And I knew in that instant, my intuition was right the entire time that they were trying to get more money out of me and they didn't even have the documentation to back it up. So that was a time when I used it. And that was definitely um, feeling. First of all, there was a lot of fear with that because um, I was just so afraid of something happening to my dog, like somebody taking it away. I had this irrational like thought, but I understand now what dogs mean to me. And I shared that a little bit in the past episode, The Wizard of Oz and my dogs and my safety. And, um, but it was also that gut instinct and it was a knowing, it was my claircognizance. So you may be using your intuition in many, many ways. When I first went into therapy, um, really hardcore therapy, I was around 26 years old. I really had no clue how to use my intuition. And I was an extremely vivid dreamer. I was already having psychic experience, but I didn't know that that's what I was having. Um, always kind of felt that I was psychic. And I had a dream about this beautiful, I don't remember the dream, but it was a beautiful yellow sun. And part of the work with the therapist was for me to get to know my intuition, my thoughts, my truth above my families because they were so integrated in my life. I couldn't figure out where they ended and I began. And I drew this beautiful picture. So you may want to draw a picture of your intuition. How would you do that? So I'm going to tell you how you would do that and I'm going to finish the story. We do drawing a lot because when we have, um, we haven't done it in a while in membership, but I'll do that again soon and other members have held sessions we'll color our guides so what you do is you get in touch with that part of you that you feel is your intuition and just grab some color maybe you just want to use one color maybe you want to use 10 colors and you just put color to paper color and um, sound is vibration and our guides and our truth and and i feel a lot of this is all in vibration it's not in words we interpret it into words so I drew that beautiful yellow sun and I hung it on the wall in my apartment 
And I saw it every morning when I got up. And it reminded me of my intuition. It reminded me, you know, my truth. So for me, it's yellow. I want to ask you right now, what color do you feel your intuition is? And the way that I would suggest you do that is by, you can close your eyes would be the best way to do it and breathe into the part of you that you feel your intuition lives. I don't care if it's your big toe. I want you to trust your own inner guidance system and go to that place where you feel your intuition is and just breathe into it. Take a couple of deep breaths. And I always breathe um, in a clockwise fashion. So what that means, people don't understand what that means. So let me explain it. it. It's like I'm in the center of the chakra. So wherever, if it's in your toe, if it's in your hand, if it's in your heart, if it's in your nose, you're kind of in the center of it, wherever it is. And then I breathe as if what's in front of me is new at 12 noon, you know, 12 o'clock, could be the night, and what's behind me is six o'clock. And I just send my breath in a clockwise fashion. It's a way of clearing your chakras out. Now we haven't, I don't believe that I taught chakras as much to all of you, but when you clear them out, you definitely want to fill it with something, love, light, beauty, um, not leaving an empty space. So just take a couple of breaths where you feel your intuition lives. Now, either a color is going to appear or you're going to pick a color that you feel represents your intuition, the, the good part of your intuition, the intuitive hit, the yes, the um, truth. So you can pick a color, that color can change, or like for me, I knew yellow is definitely um, my intuitive color, as well as it's in the, in the tarot, it's cosmic energy, it's divine energy. So just breathe that color into that place where you feel your intuition lives. And the way I teach chakras is they're like a room, and you um, see them as a room, and you can color that whole chakra. And I believe this came from Deborah Katz's book, You Are Clairvoyant. I always like to give credit where credit is due um, when I can. Notice how it feels to breathe in that color. Do you feel connected to yourself, to your inner being? Do you feel connected to your intuition? And you can even write on the walls of this room, intuition, or I am intuitive, or this is my intuitive color. You can write your names on the walls of that room, of that chakra. And you may have a hard time visualizing. You could say it, I am intuitive, and just feel it. I am intuitive, I am intuitive, I am intuitive. Now let that color drop away. It's almost like it gets absorbed by a vacuum down into Mother Earth. And breathe into the neutrality of the space, the intuitive space. And what I mean by it's neutral, see that color disappear. Your, your breath may not be clockwise anymore. It may just be still. Like mine is just stuck, you know, just staying in one pattern. It's not moving. It's not going clockwise. It's just kind of, it's a little stifled, to be honest with you. And now I want you to breathe in the opposite of that color. What is the opposite that's like a no for you? So the, the first color is the yes, and this would be the no. So what's the color that is the no to you? 
Normally mine's black. They're showing a little red right now. So I'm going to breathe into the no. You can still breathe in a clockwise fashion into the no because you're the instrument again. So you're not doing anything wrong. If anything, you're empowering yourself by knowing what a yes color is and what a no color is. Okay. So just take a moment now. Breathe into that. And you know what? You may find your no is in another place. Like my no just moved into my heart. I've never noticed that before because I use all my psychic gifts when I'm living my life. So I don't just focus on intuition. But now I'm like, "Mm, interesting. My intuitive no may be in my heart. My intuitive yes may be in my stomach now. And remember before I said it was a gut thing. My stomach would drop. So things can change and grow and evolve. That's why you don't want to get... I remember people will say to me, Barrett, my talking right now. Um, people would say to me, you know, I used to be clairvoyant. I used to see, and then I shut it down. And I want to get back there. And I'm like, don't go back there. Grow someplace new. You could go someplace even bigger and greater. If you're stuck on what you used to do you, and you don't get it back to what you think it is was now, you're going to just be stuck. Grow it into something big and new. So you always want to grow with your own instrument. Okay, so breathe into that no. And I'm breathing clockwise. It did go back into my stomach. And you may even want to write no, no, no. So it becomes very clear. It's You're learning another language, how you communicate with yourself. Okay. So now I want you, and I have to do this with you, so I'm trying to think of something. It's tricky because when we're emotionally invested in something, it's sometimes hard to ask a question. And I believe I shared with you guys about the mini me and know whether you're manipulating or not. I do so many um, teachings. So I sometimes forget where I did that. And if I didn't do it or you didn't hear it or you need me to repeat it, it's a lesson in and of itself. I'll have to go back and see if I taught it. Um, And if not, I can teach it. But think about, think about a person. Let's start with a person and you want somebody who you're not very close to or you want an intuitive hit on if this person is healthy for you or not. So I'm going to think of a person and I'm going to ask the question if this person is healthy for me to play tennis with. How's that? You know, and yours could be, is this a healthy partnership? Is this a healthy person to grow a friendship with? Is this somebody I need to study with? Um, So just do that and just Bring that energy, that question into that space where that intuition lives. And I'm going to have you manipulate it first. So I'm going to have you bring up the yellow color and ask the question and see if the yellow color is strong or if it wants to change to black. So just see what happens when you bring in the question with the yellow color. And notice what happens. Oh, your color isn't black, whatever your no color is. So the answer I got was the yellow diminished. I got a blackish green color, which is kind of my no now. It went into my heart, but I got information with it. And I know what they're saying. They're saying, you know, but yes, you can play tennis with this person, but you have to be careful. They are not to be trusted. And I know what they're talking about because we had a situation once. So notice if there's other information that wants to come through, right? That was clear audience for me hearing. Let me say this, because some of you, please do not compare your work to my work. I've been doing this for years. 
And comparison energy is going to keep you from, it's going to almost be that crook, you know, that thing in the wheel, that cog in the wheel of your own instrument. You never want to do that. You may be seeing, you may be hearing differently. You may be feeling. I want you to really own your instrument. Okay. So what did you get? I would love to know. I'd love for you to come on. Um, I keep saying I'm going to do stuff on social media. So on Thursday, I'll do something on my Instagram page, which is Marilyn Aloria. And I will ask what you got for your intuition. But we're going to continue to play this for a little bit longer because I really want to hone it in. So now what I'd like you to do is to just think of a question you may have about something. So take a moment now and think of a question that you may have about a situation, a person. I have my question or something. And all I want you to do is hold that question in that intuitive space, but I don't want you to bring in a color. And I want you to trust what happens, but all I want you to do is work with your breath clockwise and you're working with the question and notice what color comes in. But besides the color, you may be feeling something in your heart. You may be getting other information. Allow that to be. So just do that now. You just take, I'm going to repeat myself because sometimes I'm not very clear with directions. You're going to breathe into that uh, intuitive space and you're going to bring the question in and then you're going to just notice as you repeat the question over and over and my question's swirling clockwise too. Notice what color wants to come in as a yes or no or is this a good fit, a not a good fit. Notice what happens. Okay. So I'm going to tell you what happened to me. So my head was like, yes, yes, yes. My head wanted to answer the question. And I went, no, 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 no. You don't get to answer, ask, answer the question. And I really dropped my inner attention into my intuitive space and just allowed myself to be with the question. And it was so fascinating because I kept hearing, yes, 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 for this question. And then when I dropped into the intuitive space and just dropped into the question and just kept repeating the question, which kind of neutralizes my energy, the black came in, which is a no. And do you know what? I felt relief. I actually felt, look, I'm doing this real time with you guys. I felt relief. So my brain based, and I heard from my guides, it's a yes based on past experience, but not for where you're going. So the situation I'm asking about is not a bad situation because it's been good up until this point. It'll be good until I run its course with it. It's a, it's a program I'm in, but it said not where you're going. It's a black. You don't need to go there. So let's do this again. Um, what I want you to do, I'm going to have you counterclockwise clean this space. So let me explain that. Okay. So you're going to go into this intuitive space again, and you're going to breathe counterclockwise. Remember, it's almost like your body is a clock. Your front of your body is 12 noon. Your back of your body is 6 p.m. Your left of your body is 9, and your right of your body is 3, right? That would be a clock. You're like the center of the clock where the, where the arms are. So whatever, you, whatever space you sit into, find the center of it, because I don't know where yours is. It could be a throat. It could be a heart could be your third eye. It could be, like I said, your hand. I don't know. Not any of that is right. So sit in the center of it. And now you're going to breathe counterclockwise. And while you're breathing, you're going to do something that I do in space clearing. You're going to say, I'm clearing all the negative stale energy out and bringing in positive, clean, clear energy. I'm clearing all the negative stale energy out and bringing in positive, clean, clear energy. 
don't worry about my words. Say it in your own way. But what you're doing is clearing out any negative stale energy and bringing a positive, clean, clear energy. So do that now with a round of three breaths. How does that feel? So now when this was taught to me by this guy, Sebastian, about the counterclockwise breath and the clockwise breaths, and he believes that when you clear the chakras out with the counterclockwise breath, and then say you go into the clockwise breathing, you always want to fill the chakra with beauty, love. You could fill it with daisies or sunflowers. That felt like truth to me. So the way I go about and study with people, if I'm studying with people, I read a lot and I watch a lot of YouTube videos and then I study a lot of marketing is really where I'm at right now. But I always feel if it resonates with me and if it resonates with me I adopt it if it doesn't resonate with me I don't my guides are like these huge like believers of they'll tell me no 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 this isn't for you or yeah 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 this is great now let's make it our own so did that feel good to you so now what we're going to do I don't want you feeling the clockwise I want you to be in the center of your intuitive state right now I just want you to breathe I want you to breathe like almost like a clear energy it's just all clear. It's all clean. It's like a spanking new baby's bottom. All right. And I want you to think of another question that you may have. And this might be about a past experience. It might be about a person. It might be about something you want to join. It might be about um, how you feel about a doctor like, okay, I got to be careful about that with you guys because I'm not allowed to do medical stuff. But my intuition will tell me which doctors to work with. My intuition tells me which uh, teachers to hire. It's always telling me. So think of a question now. Let's all take a moment in the neutralized intuitive space. I'm going to think real time with you. It's hard for me to think of a question because I'm in constant communication with my guides. So let me just take a moment with you all and pause and, uh, do this. We're doing this in real time. Oh, I have a question. Now, I want you that question to allow that, almost like you're seeing that question enter your body, almost like it's a linear question. Like I can see words and stuff, but it's just entering into this space. There's no manipulation from you. There's no, what is this question or asking this question. The question is just taking up the space now. What I mean by that is you're not asking it. You're not driving it. You're just allowing the question to be in the space of this intuitive space, wherever this intuition lives inside of you. And now with a neutral energy, when I mean neutral energy, you're neither happy, sad, um, excited, anything. You're just kind of a neutrality. It's kind of that, that, that neutral energy, which I don't know how to explain that. But for me, it's like, I'm not, my brain isn't overactive. Like do this, do that. I'm not feeling, I'm just kind of feeling neutral, peaceful with a neutralized energy. And don't worry if you don't perfect this practice makes perfect. You're just letting that question be. And with that question being in this space, and you can see words dancing around. I don't even remember the question, but I know the essence of the question. I'm going to allow, <laughs> I already did it, a color to come in to tell me if this is a yes or no. If this is good for me or not good for me. You do the same.
What did you get? Mine was Menza, like in between. It was it was mostly mostly black, which makes sense to me. Had a little bit of yellow, and it feels to me. What I heard was there's not enough information yet to gather if this is something you want to continue with. And that makes sense to me because it's not harming me. It's not hurting me. I just don't know if it's something I want to expand and grow with. If it's something I want to continue taking on with me with my journey. Um, so how was that for you guys? I'd love to know, like, was that understandable? Are you confused? You might be. What I would suggest you do, so I'm going to have you do a couple of things in your waking life. What I would like you to do is to start playing with things that don't have a huge uh, emotional attachment. So when you're walking out in nature, let's everybody do this now. If you can do this, like if you got a tree near you or something of a natural setting, try and you may have a memory of like a flower. Or you may have a picture on your phone. You can take a look at a picture. You can neutralize that space again, counterclockwise neutralize it. And then clockwise it. Like to me, it's like three times counterclockwise and then one time clockwise. That's my, the way I space clear it. I'm gonna explain that in a second. And then bring that natural item into that space. What happens? So mine just lit up yellow, like a Christmas tree with yellow, light up yellow. It was so happy. It was so excited. It was like, woo. So I know I'm in touch with my intuition with that color for sure. So now let's neutralize. What neutralizing to me is like, you could almost see um, also a trap door opening and all that energy just drops down to mother earth. Mother earth takes it and puts it in a big fire down there, burns away. That energy goes to where it belongs. It's not harming anyone. It's not harming you. It just goes away. Um, you could do it with a breath. You could do it with, um, Mike, Archangel Michael coming with a big vacuum and vacuum it out. You could do it with, um, salt, envisioning salt, just wiping that out. There's so many ways to clear your uh, energy. I teach this a lot in my empathic classes, how to clear energy out. Do whatever feels good to you. You could yourself just like pull it out of your body and throw it down to Mother Earth, you know? So that's going to be neutralizing it because we're just emptying out that space. Now, I want you to bring something in that is, and sometimes people have a hard time with this, but something uncomfortable, something you don't like. Now, let me explain something about this. When I do grounding cord meditations, and I remember forget when I was teaching in person years ago, I had the person, um, I had them create a ball, uh, like a big, big basket of stuff of everything they didn't like, even people they didn't like. And I went into this ball of energy and then it would drop through their body down into Mother Earth and Mother Earth would take care of it and get rid of it. And this woman had such an adverse reaction. She's like, I'm not letting that person drop through my body. And I was like, okay, you don't have to, you know, and I can't remember what I gave her as another tool. But what's interesting to me with that, I still remember to this day, that shows how disempowered she felt with this person. I don't have a problem. I do a grounding cord meditation. And if there's somebody who's bothering me, I will throw them through my system all the way down to Mother Earth because they take all the nonsense with them. All the nonsense that's stuck in my body goes with them. And then I let go of that cord as well. And that goes away. So what I'm trying to tell you is you're not disempowered by moving, putting something in your space that maybe doesn't, is a no for you. I just want you to feel the difference in your body. How does it feel in your body? So let's everybody, I have to do this too. I'm going to, uh, 
think of something or someone, I got it, that's interesting, who um, I'm questioning, who ruffles my feathers, who's not very nice. And I'm going to put them in that space because they don't have power over me. This is a tool. I'm using them as a tool to learn, but I'm going to neutralize. See now, see how emotionally attached I am. I'm like, they're not very nice to me. You know, I'm like ready to beat them up Brooklyn style. Um, so you have to try to neutralize what I'm trying to teach you too in this quick little session is how to detach your feelings from this experience. You could really let your body tell you what's a yes and what's a no. Your, your body's becoming a pendulum with intuition, right? And if you haven't worked with pendulums and how they can move from yes, no, or neutral, your body can also do that. I don't use a pendulum because I was able to manipulate it. And, um, but my body in its essence is a, a pendulum. So go into that neutral space. And really what you would want to do is not see either color that represents yes or no. Mine's just like clear. And now I'm going to put that person in there, but I'm going to try not to attach a judgment or a feeling to it. I'm going to let them just sit in the center of it. And I'm going to notice what colors come up. You do the same with whatever the item is that you don't like, or if it's a person. Okay. What happened? So I'll tell you what happened to me. So I totally expected this to be like black. It wasn't. It was full on yellow. And the information that came in with it is you're learning so much from this experience. And they're right. So the, the person in question is somebody I play tennis with who can be very much about wanting to win on the court and get really kind of throw tantrums at times. And not in a way that's, um, the person's not a mean person. They're actually a really good person. And I know they care about my game. I was talking to another person that I really, really trust and love on the tennis court. Such a great guy. And I was talking about this situation with this other person. I'm, I'm being careful not to even say man or women. And um, I'll say that the good guy, he said to me, you know, I think it's because he cares about you and your game. And I said, you know what? I agree with you. I just messaged him the day before thanking him. So... When I put that person, obviously it's a guy, I just said it, in my chakra, I figured it'd be black. It wasn't, it was yellow. And the information was, this is good for you right now. You're learning so much. And you know what else I'm learning? I'm learning how to stand in my the power of who I am on the court. Tennis court is fascinating to me because I'm a pretty confident person, um, pretty strong. Tennis court, I can really do a number on myself. Like I could beat myself up, I'm getting better at it. I could get really insecure. Um, I could be like, nobody wants to play with me. I'm missing that shot. Like it's a, it's amazing. I go back to grammar school and it's been such an incredible like learning experience for me. And they're right because I've been learning how, first of all, playing with this person and some other people has made me work, get my coach in, work with her twice a week. I just had such a great lesson with her today. I love her. She, we just get along. She's just such a good person and she's such a great coach. And the first coach I had was a nightmare. He was a great coach, but he was like my father and like, it was a really bad situation. So she's perfect for me. And my game, it went to a whole other level this morning today with her. It was like amazing. And it felt so good. And this particular person I'm talking about actually pushed me by being on the court to be a better player and also got me to a point, um, to stand up for myself with something like I would tell him like, no, you can't coach me. And he's really good at going, okay, I won't. Or, you know, he compliments me. He tries so hard 
So I understand that yellow. But my initial response would have been like, oh, no, 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 they, they don't want me to be. No, no. My intuition is saying this is good right now. There you go. So let's neutralize this. And um, I don't know if you're in a chakra. I'm in a chakra. So I'm going to clear it out. Remember, we're going to stand in the middle of it, wherever center you're in. Chakras are everywhere, by the way, guys. So if it's in the palm of your hand, that's important. That's energy. We're energy. So just neutralize it. Um, you can do three breaths counterclockwise, just clearing it out. Or you could do that trap door thing. And then I'm going to do a clockwise thing, which is um, just pot, you know, beautiful love. And I just breathe love and, you know, whatever creativity, whatever you want to breathe in. One, you can do it one time in a clockwise fashion. Okay. So I was going to tell you about space clearing. So before this is, I, I was space clearing way, it's, it's so weird when my gifts turned on. It was like, yeah, I can clear space. So I'm like, I don't know where this information is coming from, but apparently I can. Um, so it was way before I worked with um, the person who told me about the breathing of the, the chakras. And it, I did a little feng shui study, but I found my own way. And intuitively, and I've shared this before, when I clear a space, I go around it three times. It's, it's, clockwise when I'm clearing a space and I, I go to the corner of the space. If I'm clearing a whole house, it'll be a corner of that particular house that just calls for me. I don't worry about, um, although I, I think feng shui is amazing. I don't worry about, you know, where I'm at or if it's right for my birthday or if it's the right side, I just intuit it and feel it. There's intuition. That is a definite way of intuition works for me. And then I walk around the space and I clear it out, usually using sage and other things, but I'll say I'm clearing out all the negative stale energy and bringing in positive clean clear energy. I'm clearing out all the negative stale energy, bringing in positive clean clear energy, whatever. So I go around and do that. And then the fourth time that I go around the house, I just infuse it with positivity. Because the way my guides taught me was, you've already cleared it. We don't need to keep clearing it. It's now clear. Four for me is foundation. So it's a very important number. So now I'm building a new belief system in my in the property. I'm believing a, a new, um, you know, all the new beliefs. So I'll walk around going, this is abundant. There's a lot of love here. Um, I'll see Jesus's name written in on the walls. So I'm almost like asking you to do that with your chakras too. That's why I use the number four. The three would clear and the one infusing it with that kind of energy. Okay. So I didn't know I was going to do all of that on intuition. I had no, I've never taught this this way before. Um, that's what I love about my guides. They will just show up and be there with me and um, they will just teach me, teach through me. So I just really, really love that about my guides. If this was um, helpful, please do let me know. And um, uh, it's so funny, something popped up on my Facebook and it was the actual name of the last guy. It's he, I went on Facebook friends, but his name, it says blah, 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 messaged you. And I'm like, oh my goodness, that's so funny because that was the guy I'm thinking of the same name of the tennis player. That's amazing. I know who it is though. Um, so if you like this podcast, please rate, review, subscribe and share. Um, it really, really would help me a lot to get my reviews and ratings up. And because um, I really want to reach more people with my message and with my work, I, I feel like I feel like, you know, me, I really want to empower people to believe in their gifts. I really want to do away with this thought system that you're not gifted. 
that there are other people out there that are more gifted than you. There may be other people out there that are guiding you or helping you or supporting you, but it doesn't mean you're not gifted. And what, what I always say to my students, my community, when they say to me, I love that you do blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, hey, I'm just a mirror reflecting back to you what's inside of you. You like it in me because you have it inside of you. So turn on that light. So I really imagine that you resonate with my message and I want to reach more people with this empowerment because when I was studying, there were too many people that wanted to disempower me and my gifts, some students too. And I haven't told that story. I've been holding back because I don't really feel like they deserve airway. But it is an important story that I would like to share with you guys one day because I want to show you how you have to protect your playing field and not allow other people's opinions of you or negativity to knock you down. And it's a very fascinating story that it was my intuition. My intuition was saying, you know, there's something that right here. And I was like, no, it must be me. No. I'm not really, I'm competitive with myself. I'm competitive on the tennis court, but not with other people. I'm happy when other people do good shots. You know, I'll be competitive with them during the game. Like I want to win, but if I don't win, I don't care. I'm happy for people. Um, Because I'm sure some people, she's very competitive on the court. Yeah, I am a little bit. I'm competitive on the court, but I don't, lately I've gotten to a place where I don't even care if I win or lose. I just care about how I play. And isn't that a great metaphor for life? I don't care if I win or lose. I care about how I play. I just realized that now. And it really is something I've adopted over the past month on the tennis court. And I just don't care anymore. I don't even focus on it. I'm like, it'll, it'll be what it'll be. So, um, so what I'm trying to share with you is I really want to get out this message that we are all incredibly gifted. And I feel like the more people that believe it, they will start turning on the lights that they've shut down or turned off and living from a place of these other senses in constant communication, whether it's with your guys, the universe, both, all of the above. It's such an easier way to live. It's, um, you just understand things so much more and you can understand, uh, what you need to do, where you need to go, who you need to talk to and what you need to say. So I leave you with all of that. Thank you so much. And I will talk to you soon. Have a great day or night whenever you're listening to this. Much love to all of you.